Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm also an editor at Light Reading. And I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. And I am Mike Dino. I'm also an editor. Four editors. All of them. All the editors. Look at us. (laughs) All the editors. No guest, just editors. This is, uh, boy, whatever you're paying for this podcast, you should triple it. This is... (laughs) This is unbelievable. A rare occasion. The, the value, the experience, the, the sarcasm. You're, you're getting all of it right now. Um, so this is what we're calling a pitch session. Um, and, and forgive the, the punnery, but we're, uh, uh, the editors are getting together and discussing the PR industrial complex. And we're going to read to you some pitches that we've received uh, via the miracle of email and uh, uh, talk about uh, why they might have been just wide of the mark. <laughs> uh, before we do that, maybe we could talk about just real quickly the function or sort of the role that public relations professionals have in our lives as journalists. I mean, let's start with Mike. Mike, you've been doing this about 20 some odd years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, PR is a a daily necessary part of the job. PR companies hire PR agencies and then the PR agencies figure out what might be interesting and then they come to us with it, right? And then they pitch us that story. Hey, are you interested in company XYZ? Do you want to write this story? And we say yes or no. And I, I mean, I'm sure we all, all of us get that all day long every day. And so I uh, you know, probably 1% of those are actually interesting and worthwhile. And then like 0.1% of those is actually what we do stories on. Yeah, that's and that's actually g- great context setting uh, for this, because knowing that the percentage of success is so small, um, it's understandable that people are wide of the mark frequently. Um, but it also won't stop us from having quite a lot of fun with it. Um, Jeff, you've been, you, you're another kind of longtime light reading editor that has been in the cable business for, uh, covering the cable business for, I would say 25 plus years, maybe. Am I guessing there? Uh, yeah. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. But given the fact that you've had the same email address for a good chunk of that, you probably get, <laughs> uh, you, you've probably been on more media lists than just about any of us, right? You know, it's crazy. I still, I've had, uh, I still have an AOL address going back to, to 1998. And the reason I even got that address was because uh, my editor at the time uh, made a requirement. And because there was some news service within the AOL service back in those days. And, and I've had to hold on to it because I think I've had like, I have like, you know, that, that AOL account is attached way too many other accounts now. I just haven't been able to, you know, wean myself off of it. And Kelsey's been on the other side of the desk, as have I at one time, uh, on the on the PR side of the business. I don't recall. Did you ever actually have to call and and uh, try to get editors to write about your clients, or were you on just mostly the the content side? Uh, I was kind of low man on the totem pole, just a lowly account oh, okay. coordinator. See, so <laughs> I wasn't really talking to editors. I thought it was cool when I finally got to pitch to them. I was like, oh my gosh. Pitching to Carol Wilson. No, I never got to work with her. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I would have lasted pitching to Carol Wilson. Man. Yeah, she might have shut me down big time. Um, I, this yeah. is what everybody's here for. I got to read one that, that, that went wide of the mark. It's a pitch I got uh, earlier this month. 
Um, I'm not even going to read the subject line because it's just too good. I'm going to go straight into the, you know, given that we cover light reading covers the telecommunication, the global telecommunications marketplace and all of that implies. Um, it was, it was uh, slightly uh, off kilter for me to receive this on like a Monday morning. Hi, Phil. It's been a busy year so far for the cannabis industry. That's <laughs> hell of a start. You've got my attention. Okay. Um, in, in recent weeks, <laughs> New York, Virginia, and New Jersey have legalized recreational marijuana for adults with four other states and even the federal government possibly joining soon. This must have been sent on 420 or right before 420 because it says in light of these rapid changes and with 420 around the corner, the most important question to ask right now is which of America's weed meccas promise to enhance your cannabis experience? I'm going to, I'm going to get right on this story. This yeah, this this sounds really important. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing right now. Yeah, I was about to say I can just send you the contact yeah. and she can probably hook you up. I unfortunately it was just a ranking. They weren't they weren't actually facilitating like trips or anything. Because I'm oh. always on the out I'm always on the lookout for a junket. And um and this this wasn't one of those. She's not she didn't offer to send you samples. No, no. It, it she <laughs> not only that, but the, the, listen to the company. It's called Lawn Starter. So it's not even, uh, I don't even know what they do, but it's not, I, I didn't get that far in the release. <laughs> um, you had me at cannabis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think they have anything at all to do with, well, first of all, telecom or, tele, or technology or telecommunications in any way. But second of all, I don't even think they have anything to do with the weed business. I think they just publish <laughs> surveys as a way to, uh, you know, get people's, um, what do you call it? Get people interested in taking care of their lawns, I guess. And I'm still trying to make the, <laughs> make the connection. Well, but we're kind of um, like, we're, we're actually witnessing the editorial process right now as you're actually researching it. Yeah. So anyway, there's a, there's actually a ranking on here that talks about all these cities that have, um, are the best cities to get stoned. Um, Denver, Colorado is ranked number one. I'll go ahead and spoil that. So there you go, fellas. Uh, Jeff and Mike are both in the Denver yeah. area. No surprise. <laughs> Not surprised honest. at all. Yeah, yeah. We're very um, proud. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You have to drive <laughs> drive in this, so you you know what it's you know what it's like. Yeah, Somebody really drives really take... slow, so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> the drive through <laughs> lane at uh, In yeah. and Out is always full. So slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Perpetual. Just need more fries, man. More <laughs> fries. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is, the, and that's all it talked about. It doesn't talk about anything from Lawn Starter, and Lawn Starter is apparently uh, affordable lawn services at the click of a button. So there you go. You got your, you got your plug, Lawn Starter. You got my attention. Um, you, you sent a telecom journalist a really comprehensive ranking of places to get stoned, which. Again, off topic, but not saying I'm not interested. It's just, a, it's just, a, a, I, I don't know if, I don't know if you're exceedingly clever or you just grab the wrong database. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave the mystery out there. Um, anyway, I have no advice on how to make that pitch better. It was, it was already, uh, like I said, an attention getter, but it was completely confusing when the information you were sending had nothing at all to do with the company that you represented. That's um, I think if they had maybe 
looped in something on 5G and how um, maybe the the waves right. are affecting the cannabis growth. I don't know. <laughs> something. I'm sure they have a survey on that too. Okay, who wants to go next? Let's uh, let's let's pick a, let's pick apart another pitch, or maybe uh, uh, actually let, let me let me put Jeff on the spot. Jeff, you have some from your uh, uh, from from your uh, ill spent past uh, as an editor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I, I didn't have anything like super recent, you know, that was off the mark to the degree that the one that was sent to you. But uh, yeah, I do remember getting a pitch from uh, the International House of Pancakes uh, asking me to write about the uh, the scary face uh, pancake thing that I guess they do on wow. Halloween. Yeah, you know, basically they give you like yes. an oversized pancake. It's for kids twelve and under. Which you know, I, I guess. Well, you I, I can understand that. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'll I'll do the scary thing, <laughs> thing. But uh, you know, they give you like strawberries and mini Oreos and candy corn and whipped cream, and, and you create like like a monster face or something. So yeah, I was thinking, yes. my God, I was like, well, you know, definitely a sidebar, you know, for my next doctor yeah. story. You know, it was a uh, pretty yeah. good fit there. But I mean, I, so, I mean, if you love if you like pancakes, you're gonna absolutely love, you know, a scary pancake. You know, it was kind of. It's like, I'm not saying no, I'm just saying it doesn't fit what I'm working on now. <laughs> right. But, but actually, you know, the your pitch and, and the pitch I got may actually, you know, they could work together. They oh, could. Yeah. 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 We, we didn't, we didn't plan the podcast to go this way, but right. yeah, we could, we could <laughs> right. just string all these services together and be mm-hmm. like, well, if we get the right pancakes in the right city that allows mm-hmm. certain things mm-hmm. that make us want more pancakes, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Then, a then, then what happens when you're totally baked off your 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 bottom and you look down and there's a scary face pancake staring? Wow! Ah. <laughs> wow! I could get. I don't even want to answer that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there anything about any remorse from parents who take their kids to get the pancake with the with the sugar piled on it, and then? And what do you do the rest of the day? Do you just let them run home? Is that the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you keep them in a contained safe space and yeah, just let them bounce yeah, off the walls right. and uh, yeah, say, I'll see you in four hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going to crash hard at some point. You, you, you want to, you know, keep that, keep that tantrum that's coming mm-hmm. <laughs> contained yeah. somehow. Exactly. Uh, Kelsey, you got anything for, uh, for the pile, the pitch pile? Yeah, so this is one that you shared with me. Um, subject line was five products for the dog, mom, and dad. Samples available. Hi, Phil. How are you? <laughs> Wanted to share some fun items just in time for Mother's Day and Father's Day for all the four-legged friend parents out there. Whew, that's a mouthful. Check out the five products below that would be perfect for any dog lover. They also offered um, to send you some samples. So there's the doggy oh. wand. Starting at the low price of twenty six dollars, so okay. I guess that's like if you, um, you know, are going on vacation and there's not a good spot for your dog to go, you just pack the doggy lawn. It's a little square for them to go on. In the picture, <laughs> this dog looks really pumped about it. I'll just say that. Much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, those are professional spokesmodel dogs, so yes. they, they, you know, they can command emotion at the. <laughs> drop of a hat i guess <laughs> you can get a giant blanket yeah. with your dog's face on it uh a candle which i'm struggling to see how the candle's related to the dog <laughs> uh 
Uh, and then there's like some doggy sweaters and shoes. They're a non-starter if you have cats, which, which I do. So, you know, a candle is just an invitation to set your house on fire. <laughs> right. <It's bad>. yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot of dogs that, yeah, try to set the mood yeah, with a candle. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I see now. There, it says, <laughs> I love my, the candle is called, I love my fur babies more than most people. I don't know what kind of scent that is. Like, what does that smell yeah. like? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not dogs. Wet dogs. <laughs> yeah. Scent of wet dog. Yeah. That's a disturbing pitch. That whole thing is disturbing. I don't I don't like any Yeah, it is it is very weird. around grass, squares and candles and just Yeah. Also the like Mother's and Father's Day part is a bit of a stretch. Like Yeah. yeah. Wait, where are you going on vacation that you have to bring a lawn with you? <laughs> it's a uh... Whether you're in your apartment, house, RV, on vacation, or have a balcony slash patio. Oh, it has real grass that helps neutralize odors. Interesting. I thought it was going to be... You're going to pack up real grass and walk (laughs) around with it. I can't can't see somebody carrying that in New York City from, you know, JFK to the the hotel. (laughs) What do you do with it after they go on it? That's what I want to know. Cool. You just leave it there. It's part of the lawn now. It's back to the earth. I, I definitely want to explain that to TSA. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one, Mike. It's a square of grass because yeah. I, I guess to deconstruct this, how do how do I get these emails? Is this I, I, people just have these general like this is a journalist databases that you get put in, but they don't sort by topic or because I've never written about pets or home products or pot or or Denver even. <laughs> there was a time where we None were getting that. a lot of pitches from this like steel manufacturer. And yeah. Yeah. But it, exactly. I don't know. Like, how did we get put on this list? Like, well, just me. AI go off the wall and they just <laughs> send it far stuff. and wide and just hit everybody and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. anybody That's and then an just go, well. Idea. You know, we sent it to a million people and, you know, even a sub percentage, you know, I mean, it's still quite a bit of coverage, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope they're not uh, charging their clients based on how many people they sent it to. <laughs> we have this huge oh, media list. Maybe right. that's it. Maybe that's the, maybe the thing is it's a numbers game. So like how many, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably like how many, uh, the more replies you get, you know, the better your numbers look. I, I I do the same thing on my end. Like if I have a question about like, what do you think about, you know, this topic or story, you know, the, the broadband funding and I'll send it to like 10 different PR people and two respond. <laughs> so I, yeah. I use the exact same strategy of like casting a wide net, sending it to everyone and only <laughs> get a few responses. So definitely works in reverse. Right, right. So I definitely, I, I get all the, you know, I've gotten weight loss ones and ones about, you know, kids doing artwork and just all kinds of stuff. But um, I I do get ones that are sort of in, you know, actually relevant to our industry, but just, just not quite, you know, not quite what they should be or yeah, just done poorly. I mean, I, I've gotten one uh, just this week that was talking about a, um, a deployment of a private wireless network in Tucson and it used CBRS spectrum and equipment from this company and that company. And like, that's a definitely a legitimate, you know, very targeted, very in our area. 
The only problem is I already wrote that story <laughs> about a month ago. Oh. <laughs> so, nice. you know, well, late to the it's party. Just so close. If they had only just looked it up and, you know, figured out that I might not be the best target for that one. <laughs> um, and, and the same kind of thing, like I got another one again just this week, is there's a company that makes um, uh, like chipsets that are part that go into phones and other things. They they um, handle a lot of the interference problems that you get in wireless transmissions. Um, and so this this company does makes those products. Well, you know it's it, the, apparently they hire a lot. They spend a lot on PR. And the reason I say that is because I've gotten. Mm-hmm different pitches for this same company. I get it every week and I've gotten it for like every week for the past, like two months resonant. Like I can almost set my clock to it because here yeah, comes the e- another too. PR person about resonant, you know, RF filters and aren't you interested in this story? Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I could go, I, I looked back and I've got at least um, 10 different emails from different people about that same company over the past couple months. Yeah. That's another thing. Sometimes I get you, you get multiple like this. I got this week, the same press release from like two different PR people about the same company. And then the one person sent it to me like three times. I was like, yeah. okay, I got it. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop. Yeah. I wonder if that means they're crossing up databases or whatever. Uh, back to resonant interesting example because yes, I get those pitches too. I replied to one and then the person that I replied to never sent me another pitch and then they started coming from someone else. So I've completely, um, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. You've gone through the wormhole and now you're on the other side. (laughs) Yeah. There's no, there's no point now because it's like, I I think what I said was like, it doesn't sound like we want to do a story about the way they were positioning the story was, Hey, if it weren't for these RF filters, 5g would fall on its face, you know? And I'm like, well, that <laughs> sounds like yeah, a, too sure that's a bit that. of a leap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but what you could do is we could just interview the guy next time we have a story that involves radio interference or signals crossing up or, you know, whatever. Cause there's a lot of spectrum auctions going on. And I kind of like gave them the gentle letdown. And then then the very next week, different name, different, uh, s- relatively same pitch, uh, you know, like we had never, like I had never replied. And so I was like, okay, a- apparently it's just an autoresponder or something. I don't know. Or they relegated that person back to creating media lists. They're like, you That's failed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, like I'm, I eventually I probably will write about <laughs> RF filters and, uh, Midband spectrum, and I may use that company as a source, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, they're not wrong. It's just the the approach sometimes is weird. I, and now, how do you guys feel about one last issue? And then I think we should probably let our poor readers or listeners get on with their lives. Um, and 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 you, right now, they we lost them at minute two. They're already googling lawn starter, and they haven't listened to a word we're saying. Um, or they're at a well hop, you know, going, yeah. you know, asking for the secret menu, scary pancake. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but the the question I guess I have is, um, it, so it, some of it could be a numbers game, but one of the things that has changed over the years is the relationship aspect. Because when I, when I came up as a reporter, you had to really know who the publicists were that represented certain companies and they 
felt like they had to get to know you, you know, in terms of being aware of who you were and what you wrote about. And they were, um, you know, more often than not, they were generally helpful. If you would call them, I, I even, there were even publicists that I would often call on stories that weren't related to their clients, but they were just really well-connected people. And they could tell you, actually, you should call this guy or one of my, one of my buddies, you know, covers this company and he's, he's following this. Or they would have industry research that they subscribe to that, you know, publications wouldn't because we're all cheap and weird. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no other nice way to put that. (laughs) And uh, anyway, that dynamic has completely changed. Um, Now it's, it's really just a, feels like a database exercise with the exception of like the, the top tier companies and the top tier of the communications market all seem to maintain relationships and, you know, know who's who and that sort of thing. At least they have some working awareness of what's going on in the press, but the, um, the agency side is completely just a mailing list broker, uh, you know, lawn sprinkler thing. They just fire out emails all over the place. Um, does anybody have any, any, uh, agencies that actually still do the old school way or? Did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there still are some out there, you know, the ones that have, uh, maybe been in the game longer where, you know, they understand that, uh, you know, building rapport, you know, is, is still a big deal. It's still important. And still, even just to have, uh, back and forth communication about things and just having discussions versus it always being, about them broadcasting to you or always making a pitch or you know, you're always asking for something. Uh, you know, I right. think as long as there's still give and take and rapport and, uh, you know, trust, you know, I think that, you know, those relationships, you know, are, can still be uh, really valuable, you know, to both sides, but, you know, to your point, yeah, there's still, uh, you still run into it a lot where, yeah, you do feel that there is kind of this, uh, uh, telemarketing feel to things where, you know, it's kind of a, a cold call and, Hey, do you want to write about this? No. Okay. I'll try it next time on the next thing. Yeah, that works. That I, I, I do think that, that that's, it sounds like a harder thing to do, but ultimately once you establish that relationship, it actually makes the transaction more efficient, you mm-hmm. know, like, cause the time spent on the phone with Jeff, once you know who Jeff is and what he does, if he's going to write about it, he'll just straight up tell you. If he, you know, yeah. if he's not, he won't, you know, he'll tell you that too. And then you save all the time and the 50 yeah. emails. We'll go around the horn as we wrap up. What's, what's the, uh, we have all received ridiculous things in the mail from PR agencies and from companies. Um, I'm sure over the years, what's, uh, can, can you think of anything you've received that was either, um, outstanding or, um, or outstanding in the other way, you know, that, <laughs> that was, that was ill-advised. Um, uh, I, I'll kick it off and I'll throw it to Kelsey and then we can go to Jeff and then to Mike. Um, uh, so, uh, there was a, uh, a vendor in Germany one time that, that, uh, I guess I commented on a panel or a column or something that I liked worse, Gener beer, and they sent me a six pack. Um, uh, in, in the mail with like nice. a note that says, you know, Hey, I hope you cover our earnings or something like that. With beer. And, uh, well done. Wow. Yeah. I gotta say, got my <laughs> attention. Um, literally got everybody's attention. Cause it was like, you know, uh, 
<laughs> I had to sign for it, and the, and the the FedEx guy was commenting on it seems perishable or something like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's uh, may, maybe a stunt, but you know yeah. it definitely worked. Kelsey, have you had anything weird show up at your uh, at your office? Um, so, you know, sometimes I'll I'll sign up for an event, and then they'll send like a like I got a a gift basket once with all kinds of weird little like. Uh, dried fruit and crackers and and stuff um which was fine i'm like oh that's interesting stuff to Um, eat while you're in line at the conference yeah uh and then i've also gotten some where it's like here's a water bottle and then some random tech stuff but there's no like instructions um and it was some kind of like wireless charging pad but it was like the size of a mouse pad and then there was like a separate component and it folded and I don't know. I was sometimes they just sent, but it wasn't even branded either. <laughs> so It was just like, here's some junk, figure it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we got some samples from our, um, you know, promo company. <laughs> you can Brought to it. you by the good people of China. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing nothing better than a bunch of tech stuff with no instructions or <laughs> I was like, what does this do? Should I just give it to like one of my nieces? <laughs> they can probably yeah, figure right. it out. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking about how how many um uh how many of my relatives have like uh, you know, koozies and and drink holders from, you know, all the all the major vendors and yeah. all of the telecom world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then <laughs> those those uh, those charging blocks. I feel like for a while those were like super yeah. popular, and those are handy, but you only need like so many. And yeah. I think I had like oh god, like I have enough to power the house. Yeah. I know. I was trying yeah, to give yeah. them out to my like family <laughs> members, and there was one event I was at. Um, where I had a briefing and then after they wanted to give me one, I was like, no, I'm good. Like I, I have a lot. They're like, take it, take it home. <laughs> like, no, really. I don't. They're like, take the charging box. <laughs> Look, yeah. You should just politely explain to them. Listen, you're, you're the idiot who flew with a, a box full of lithium batteries. <laughs> right. So don't yell at me because it costs too much. I was like, yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to ship it back. Um, yeah. Jeff, what do you, what, uh, Jeff? I know you've had. You're a cable hall of famer. I know you've had crazy stuff arrive well, at your your office. Uh, yeah, th- there was a day when, um, yeah, we used to get a lot of tchotchkes, you know. But uh, you know, to your point, you know, I when you're talking about the beer thing, you know, I had an editor who was uh, extremely knowledgeable and really taught me a lot about the industry. But he was also quite a character, you know. He had like this mantra where for PR people and publicists at trade shows, and it was uh, no drink, no ink. <laughs> it's like what he told them. <laughs> it's like let's just it. say, let's just say it out front here, you know. And uh, it just reminded me, you know, Phil, when you had your thing. Um, uh, yeah. You know, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think I, need I think to take a tougher stance. The coolest one, I think. We, uh, uh, I think a lot of people in the cable industry who were around when they used to have this thing called the Western Show in um, Anaheim, and it was always pretty late in the year. It was right like around Thanksgiving, and uh, uh, back. And this was back in the day when it was, it was literally like Christmas because you would, you know, leave your hotel room, then you'd go and do your stuff at the show, and then back in those days there were all these room drops. Like you would go back to your room and you'd have 
your, your room would be filled with stuff. And uh, I remember, I think it was, I want to say it was AMC, but they had like some, uh, uh, somewhere that was like a leg in a, like a plastic leg in a stocking. And I, I'm trying to remember what it was for. I think it was for some, some dancing show, like line dancer or something. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So you came back and there was this right. big leg in your room. And then, yeah, then, and then one yeah. time, but then I also, we also got a uh, Mr. T uh, Chia head from, uh, Oh, from TV Land, right? probably for, uh, for the A team. Uh, I don't think so. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, so they're probably really valu- really valuable right now. You know. Um, wow. And the other, the last cool thing, actually, I have more digital TV antennas than I have used for. Uh, when you know, when uh, when the cord cutting thing started taking off, I was getting. I, I have like five of these things, but they just sit around the house. But Mohu, uh, one of these makers, uh, sent me one that was made out of crushed cable boxes like they, they like oh and it works great i mean i have it like on Up-cycling. a tv down in the basement yeah and uh so anyway that's one i still have and i still use so anyway yeah that is awesome that is that's the best yeah that's cool i got a room drop once it was like some mini cheesecakes and some wine and i was like who sent me all this? And my husband's like, me, obviously. It's our anniversary. Oh. <laughs> and you were like, nice. oh. <laughs> like, I was hoping I'd gotten the attention of Hewlett Packard, but <laughs> I guess it's just you. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> um, to Jeff with the whole leg uh, promotion thing. Um, yeah, I was going to say that was the worst advertisement for the uh, Hannibal Lecter show uh, ever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever that movie was um uh mike let's end let's end end with you any anything weird show up at your door probably can't see it on the podcast but my my hydration during this uh podcast just now has been brought to you by cisco so the water bottle from cisco fantastic but, uh, i was gonna say the uh I, I just noticed this week um t-mobile uh sent out a bunch of blankets uh to show that they blanket the country with 5g coverage and so they like literally mailed out a bunch of blankets and the only reason i know this is because i saw on twitter that a bunch of people received blankets uh and i i did not get a blanket i don't have a blanket the mail and 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 uh this this continues the long tradition of t-mobile making sure to ignore (laughs) ignore me you're not on their a list yeah i'm on their not i've been on their naughty list for a long time which is fine i'm not i'm not complaining yeah uh, yeah 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 (laughs) Don't, don't get that stuff anymore from T-Mobile. No. I'd want a Snuggie because uh, then you can you can still work. You're comfy. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You have armholes in the blanket, yeah. right? Well, I got to say, if the, 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 that's not um, it's it's punterific. It's not it's not a terrible uh, promotion, but uh, um, but well, sorry, we, sorry, Mike was left out in the cold. I guess oh, we have to. I'll leave just it there I'll hydrate right myself now. some more with my Cisco water bottle. That's right. Keep keep <laughs> hydrated. Everybody stay well. And uh, uh, dear listener, we will we will assemble uh, a panel like this or similar, uh, maybe in another month or so, and we'll we'll get you back up to date with all the all the off kilter pitches we've received. Until then, thanks for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. Bye. Bye.